Hey, spooky people. Welcome back to Unknown Compelling Force with your hosts, Marissa and Emily. Woohoo! <laughs> Guys, this is episode 15. That's crazy. We have 15 whole entire episodes now. Very exciting. That is very exciting. So, since it's episode 15, this is actually our last episode for season one. Yep. We got to go on a little tiny break. Yeah, just for probably like maybe two months we're, we're yeah. trying for. Yeah, your girls need need some time. You know, we're tired. We have full-time <laughs> jobs. We clearly don't have time for this as it is. Um, but most importantly, Emily is going to be gone for like a month and a half because she's going home for the summer, so. Yeah, I'm going back to New Jersey. New Jersey. For, um, it's like a month. I mean, yeah. We don't get to have the full hot girl summer we were supposed to have, but oh. I'll just have a hot girl summer by my fucking self. Oh, hot girl bummer. Obama <laughs> but yeah so after this we're still gonna be all over the socials we're uh-huh. gonna do some instagram lives for you we're still gonna be putting Posting some memes. stuff out there yeah so we're not just off the map but Mm-mm. we're not gonna be posting an episode for probably about another two months so we will see you in september i guess enjoy oh, your summer yeah we'll have a whole new set of some really amazing spooky shit yeah so we're gonna Work on some stuff, work on building ourselves up a little bit now that we got season one finished up, and then we will catch you guys when it's time for season two. In that meantime, if you really miss us, you could always just re-listen to episodes one through 15, you know? That is so true. I'm probably going to end up doing that. You're going to have a long drive back to Jersey. Exactly. I've got the time. <laughs> I'm going on a road trip this weekend to Boston. We got some substantial time on the road there. Yeah. You know, uh, just kidding. I listen to these episodes like eight times over while editing. I do yeah. not need to listen to them. Once they're posted, they're out of my brain forever. I'm, I'm like, the person that re-listens to them because Marissa does all the editing and I just feel like I should listen to them afterwards when they're all put together and nice. I know? do all the back-breaking labor. Since it is the epic season finale of our first season here, we are finishing it with a bang. This is going to be so good. This is literally so exciting. I've been waiting to do an episode like this for so fucking long, sis. I got my outfit ready, even though you guys can't see me. Trust me, it's there. It's okay. We can see it, so. I came back to my favorite thing in the world, which is fucking cryptids. Not fucking cryptids. Fucking cryptids <laughs> It's not what I do. I'm not one of those. But, like, <laughs> I just fucking I don't love- know. I've seen your Mothman tweets. I... <laughs> Listen, all, like that tweet said that Mothman has like an unlimited pasta pass from Olive Garden. I deserve a date like that. And I know that this is Nick's hat, but he does have a hat that says Bigfoot tried to eat my ass. And yeah. you do wear it, so. Yeah. <laughs> to make the bitches jealous. <laughs> Bigfoot tried to eat my ass, but I curved that boy. <laughs> Not uh, today. <laughs> Not today, Biggie. So, shall we get right into yeah, it? Yeah, I think we should get I'm right excited. Into it. All right. So, we've seen in the past, and people just kind of know in general, there's a lot of weird shit that happens in West Virginia. West Virginia. Like what? Like lots of things. It's First of all, it's West Virginia. <laughs> Virginia's for lovers. The, Virginia's for lovers? West oh. Virginia's <laughs> is for fucking Western I lovers? Just, I thought I, that included both Virginia's. <laughs> so there's a lot of weird shit happening in West Virginia. We've got Indrid Cold, a.k.a. the Smiling Man. Oh, okay. We've got, like, weird shit like Thunderbirds from way back when. We've got the Flatwoods Monster. Ayo, shout out to episode five y'all should listen to. We're coming full circle. 
Back Very to West true. Virginia. Back to West Virginia we go. But nothing is more weird, and may I say iconic, than my boy, the Mothman. I do have to agree with that. It's Mothman episode, bitches. I'm wearing my Mothman shirt. I'm wearing my Mothman beanie. I'm ready to fucking party. I love Mothman so fucking much. You really do. And, like, I didn't know that Mothman was even a thing, honestly, Definitely before Mothman. I moved in. But, like, just, it's everywhere. It's in literally, this house. if you sit right here in my room, you can see, like, six different Mothman it's things. It's everywhere. And she doesn't stop talking about it. Well, then aren't you so excited for this episode? Yes, I am. <laughs> to finally hear it put all together. Yeah, like, I mean, obviously, I fucking, like, I made, I wanted to start this podcast because I specifically love cryptids. Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted to mix a lot of other good spooky shit in there, but specifically cryptids. Mm-hmm. And most specifically, <laughs> Mothman. So I am so fucking pumped for this episode. I think there's no better way to take out season one than with my boy Mothy. Definitely. So, especially, like, in the last few years, he's become, like, such an icon. Yeah. Like, he always has been, but I feel like, especially recently, everybody's more into cryptids in, like, kind of a funny, ironic way, but also a real way, and Mothman's definitely one of them. Yeah. A fucking icon, okay? And also, part of that is thanks to the fucking terrible movie with Richard Gere, based on the book. Like, the Mothman prophecies, have you heard of this? Oh, no, really? No, yeah, there was, like, a guy wrote a book that was, like supposedly factual i think it was supposed to be factual but it wasn't uh called the mothman prophecies that included like ufos and all this weird shit and then there's a movie with richard Gere based on the book and it's just bad oh god i'm glad i didn't watch it but i don't know it's really split some people love it some people hate it but most of it i've heard that it's just not good but really that being said I've never actually watched it. Oh, so, I'm surprised, actually. It's because I heard it was so bad. I was like, don't do my boy Mothy like that. Yeah, you'd you probably know? be really depressed afterwards. I, well, I'm already <laughs> depressed to begin with. Exactly. I don't go looking for more depression. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, Mothman's up there with, like, Bigfoot now. Like, yeah, even though, like, honestly. honestly, Bigfoot, like, there's a Bigfoot sighting every fucking six seconds. Yeah. And there are relatively few Mothman sightings, but that kind of makes it more exciting. Well... I think it it makes it different. I wouldn't say exciting. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of the Bigfoot, like, photos and evidence is, like, bullshitted. I mean, but that's with any cryptid or paranormal, cryptozoological bullshit. Yeah. A lot of it's gonna be fake. Loch Ness, yeah. UFOs. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, so, not a ton of Mothman sightings, but more than you'd think. Hmm. Interestingly enough. So we're gonna get right into the OG Mothman sighting. Here we go. That started the story TM. So a lot of people think it started, like, that night with the couples, but it actually started a few nights before. Oh, wow. So, it's the night of November 12th, 1966, in Clendenin, West Virginia. Okay. Five grave diggers are in a cemetery working and saw a huge humanoid figure with wings lift off from a tree and fly up into the sky. Okay. Which, starting with grave diggers seeing a monster, yeah. I, I already love this story. Oh my goodness. They, all five of them saw the same thing, they shared the same story, and were fully convinced that it was the size and shape of a large man with wings. Oh, wow. Fast forward three days later, it's November 15th in the nearby town of Point Pleasant, West Virginia, an iconic place that I one day must visit. (laughs) Me, Nick, and Kristen have been trying to go there for so long. We're going to get there. It's only seven and a half hours away. That's not too bad. No, I'm going to go. Probably even closer to where I live. Right? No. No? It's all the way across Pennsylvania. 
We just go kind of whoop, 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 through Ohio. Oh, it's like yeah, outside Cleveland. Have, okay. Sorry, I don't know the <clears throat> United States map. It's like right on the um border of Cleveland or um on the border of Ohio. Oh, okay. So it's way okay, over yeah. on the other that side. Is, yeah, that is far. Yeah. So anyway, Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Two couples were out on a double date. So there's Roger and Linda Scarberry and Steve and Mary Mallet, I believe. Mm-hmm. Sorry, saying their name. So they went for a drive and decided to take a detour through a wooded area on the north side of town known to locals as the TNT area. So the TNT area is really important. During World War II, the government was making and storing dynamite and ammunition in a facility that's mostly no longer there. Mm -hmm. Because now it's like a wildlife sanctuary, but there are still a lot of, like, pieces of buildings left. Oh, cool. And a bunch of these little concrete bunkers, they're kind of like a concrete dome that has, like, earth over them so they're kind of built Mm -hmm. into the ground called igloos where they would store weapons and store the tnt so if it went off it didn't cause like a chain reaction of interesting so those are all still there they're empty but they're there there are also supposedly a lot of abandoned tunnels that are like remaining like traveling throughout the woods Mm -hmm. but a lot of them have like either caved in or they've been flooded or they were just sealed up for safety but yeah so just setting the scene of where this is happening yeah that's cool yeah So the two couples are going for a lovely, romantic midnight drive in this area in Roger's car, and they parked beside the North Power Plant to light up a little joint. Ooh, okay. Yeah, that's right. So they're basically at this, like, old abandoned building left over from the war. They're all sitting there, hanging out, talking, smoking their little joint or whatever, when suddenly Linda screams. Fucking Linda. Fucking Linda. <laughs> I had a fish named Linda Scarberry. Okay. Stop. <laughs> Isn't that, like, your fake name that you would use? Yes, okay. That In any situation where I need an alias, the alias is Linda Scarberry. I, I probably shouldn't announce that and put that on the internet, but here we are. Well, I'll say mine. Mine is Regina Falange. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure... But I feel like more people would be like, yeah. okay, you friends nerd. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll wait, like, ten or so more years and won't be as popular. Maybe. Because people are very, like, you know, people are very, like, it's controversial now, that show, so. Friends has has come back a lot lately. I love that show. I know you do, BB. (laughs) Anyway, my alias is always Linda Scarborough. I fucking love that. So, Linda screams. Everyone in the car turned to see two enormous glowing red eyes in the shadows next to the empty building. As they watched, a seven-foot-tall, dark humanoid creature stepped out from the shadows with giant wings folded against its back. Mm -hmm. They all, like, completely froze watching the creature, and then as Roger tried to drive away in fear, the car stalled out. So they watched as the creature spread its wings and shot straight up into the sky, like, bizarrely quickly, Mm -hmm. and Roger peeled the fuck out of there and started driving back to town as fast as possible on dirt roads and then on Highway 62, and the creature chased them. Oh, shit. So the couple said that they drove at speeds over 100 miles an hour, but the creature followed them and kept up speed the entire time, like flying above and behind them. And they said it was making a noise, like a loud squeaking sound. Mm -hmm. They said it was like a record being played really fast. Like that kind of fast forward squeaking. Yeah. You know? That's weird. Yeah. So they got back to town, parked the car, looked around, didn't see anything. So they sat there and started like freaking out together about what they had just seen and everyone was like totally freaking out. So admittedly... They'd been smoking a little bit of that good kush, so they Mm -hmm. calmed themselves down and decided to go back and look again, because maybe what they saw was just, like, a big-ass bird or whatever. like an owl. Yeah. Yeah. So they, like, chilled themselves out and were like, let's go back and and see what it actually was, or or see if it's still there. (laughs) Which, first of all, is ballsy. I applaud them. Yeah, that is, like... I would simply not. (laughs) A seven-foot man 
beast chasing you at 100 miles an hour yeah bitch the fuck okay (laughs) so these motherfuckers drove all the way back to the tnt area and almost immediately came across the creature apparently waiting for them on the side of route 62 what the fuck so this time as soon as the headlights hit it it shot up into the sky again and disappeared over the tree line and upon a second look they all agreed that it was definitely not a bird Mm -hmm. okay So after seeing it, the four of them booked it back to town and went directly to the sheriff's office to report what they had seen. Mm -hmm. Which, like... That's so fucked up. If you're smoking weed with your friends, the absolute last thing that you want to do is go to the fucking police station. And talk about some fucking man-beast creature. Right. But, like, dude, when you're stoned, like, you're already fucking paranoid. Yeah. Like, you always think you're going to get in trouble. You're not going to the police station unless you're really that scared and that sure of what you saw. You know what I mean? So, like, I think that just shows how real it was and how scared they were that they wanted to immediately go to the police. And also, just quick, anyone who wants to say that the weed made them imagine it, first of all, bitch, no, it's the 60s. 60s weed was not what it is today. Yeah. I, that was my first thought. Like, I was kind of like, what if it was, like, laced somehow? No. Like, that but, weak like... shit simply would not. Yeah. Also, every single one of them told an identical story to the police, meaning they all saw the exact same thing. Yeah. And they were all, like, visibly shaking and freaking out. Mm-hmm. Like, that wouldn't have happened if it was, like, a drug-induced hallucination. It just, that wouldn't have happened that way. But, devil's advocate, isn't there, like, a shared psychosis Yes, but not I for smoking have. weed. I know, but, like, you're, that doesn't mean you all see the exact same image. You know what I mean? Shared psychosis? Yeah. I mean, what if, she, like, Linda supposedly saw something and she was like, look at that fucking big-ass man creature, and that kind of triggered it all. I don't know. I mean, yes and no, but, but then they, like, kind yeah, I don't know. Stop blowing holes in my shit. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate, you know. Okay. You know I believe in Mothy. 100%. And Mothy believes in you. Oh, that really gave he me believes a confidence in, Whether boost. you believe in Mothman or not, he believes in us. That's okay? such a confidence boost. So, after they go to the police and everything, within two hours, Sheriff George Johnson and Deputy Miller Halstead sent officers to go survey the area. They looked all around, didn't find anything. Wow. Right. I didn't think they would take it seriously. They, they did take it seriously. They were like, shit, okay, let's go check it what out. The and they did. That's weird. This is, like, after the Flatwoods monster, and it's not far from where the Flatwoods monster happened. There's just something about police in West Virginia who are like, fuck yeah, there's a monster out in them woods. I'ma go get it. I love you. <laughs> West Virginia. Mountain mama. Take me home. Country road. You say that way too often. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> show me on the graph where your point is. Up here with hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Labeled ha. <laughs> <laughs> so the next day, there was a big press conference, and the story was like being printed in papers, including one from the Point Pleasant Register, which was titled Couple Sees Man Sized Bird, dot dot dot, Creature, dot dot dot, Something. Oh, which okay. Is <laughs> and it was actually a newspaper that officially titled the creature Mothman, trying to sound like Batman, you know? Hmm, okay. Batman was taken, so, you Mo- know, Yeah, Mothman. that's true. Or they could so, have been, like, 
Owl Thus, Man or something. Mothman was born. Well, the owl. Here's the thing: <laughs> the Owl Man is something different. Really? And the the visual of Mothman was compared to the visual of Owl Man because he's like from the UK. He's like an oh, English. Okay. He's like an English cryptid. Okay. And the description of Mothman, he really did not look like a moth. People said he looked a lot more like an owl. Yeah. Which we'll get more into the description later, but like he. He didn't have, like, a visible neck and head. It was just kind of, like, a big lump. Yeah, almost. Well, yeah. You, you can see my shirt. Yeah, yeah, and I've seen some <laughs> of the other, like, depictions of it, yeah. Yeah, where it's just kind of, like, a big lump with eyes, yeah. so it's, like, not necessarily a distinct neck he and looks head. looks like Ed from which is, 90 Day Fiance. Yeah, you know, yeah. But he, it looked more like an owl than a moth. Yeah, yeah. Know? But mothman was his name it has lived on moths are cute owl Let's man was already it. taken owl man was taken <laughs> batman was taken what else were they Shucks. gonna do shit <laughs> so shortly after the sighting obviously immediately more people start coming forward with reports of their own sightings like oh yeah i saw that thing over rigby's farm a few months ago yeah it totally swooped down on me while i was fishing bro like mm, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff whether they're all true, none of them are true, some of them are true, who knows, you know. Yeah. But oddly, a few people who had seen Mothman claimed to have side effects afterward. Linda Scarberry, for example, who was one of the girls on the date, was taken to the hospital by her father the next day because she had a fucking nervous breakdown. Damn. Yeah, and he took her to the hospital and it was just a whole thing. One of the men on the grave digging crew claimed to see odd, creepy symbols and shapes appearing on his television static... Like, after his TV went out and it was static, and then he said the, all these weird symbols Okay, were my guy. I used to stare at TV static when it happened when I was a kid, and you could see a lot of shit in there. Are you actually the kid from Poltergeist? Yes, maybe. Um, wait, they it look is like little people Is dancing. Poltergeist the one yeah. where he stares at the TV? Yeah. Oh, okay, I haven't seen it, whatever. They look like little people dancing, the static. So I like to watch it. You know when your limbs fall asleep? Yeah, that's what it feels, feels like. feels like TV static. It does. Uh... People also reported nightmares, nausea, vomiting, paranoia, and hallucinations for days or even weeks after seeing Mothman. Some people reported it even for years. Like, they couldn't shake it after they saw him. That they would have these horrible, vivid nightmares, and they were paranoid, always thinking they were seeing things, and just were unwell. I wonder if that's more a side effect of trauma than, like, Mothman being, like, plague. That's true. (laughs) You know? That's valid. Because, I mean, that is scary shit to see something like that. When you see something fucking terrifying like that? Yeah. Yeah. PTSD shit. Um, And many people said that you get a sense of doom and pure evil when Hmm. you see his glowing red eyes. Hmm. But also, I feel like if I were chilling and I saw a giant fucking glowing eyed monster, I would also have a sense of doom. But I, I think that's just part of seeing a monster. Yeah, especially if he's fucking chasing you. Yeah, he's... He could literally just be sitting there sipping a cocktail, and it would be scary. <laughs> okay, he does not. He, he free my boy Mothy. He didn't do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so for the ensuing thirteen months, there were up to one hundred sightings of Mothman in the area by locals and travelers alike. So truckers who were just mm-hmm. moving through the area reported seeing him. Tourists, work crews, that kind of thing, and locals too, of course. Mm-hmm. It was also reported that people who were really vocal about seeing the creature and, like, what their experience was like were visited or harassed by the men in black. Wow. Telling them to forget what they saw and stop telling people. Shit. So I think that's a really common theme, obviously, anytime there's, like, a paranormal, UFO, cryptid kind of freaky 
yeah. situation, the men in black show up and are like, forget what you saw, bro. Or you're gonna die. Exactly. Like, I don't think Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith were there, like, flashing people's memories away, but apparently the men in black were there, like, talking to people who, only people who were really vocal about yeah. the sighting, though. Yeah. Not just anybody. So the appearance of Mothman had very little variation between reports, which is makes it kind of concrete that everybody really did see a very similar or same thing. Especially in the days before social media. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not like when we talked about the Flatwoods monster, ayo, go listen to episode five, where it's like, it ranged from, oh, this creature swooped down to a tree, to suddenly it's ten feet tall, it was coming off a UFO and breathing fire. Like, it wasn't like that. Yeah. This was like, we saw this, this is what it looked like the end. So... He's said to be a large seven to nine foot humanoid creature that looks more like a man crossed with an owl than an actual moth. Mm-hmm. He's said to range from gray to black to even brown sometimes with a huge wingspan at least 10 to 12 feet. Damn. Like I said, not much of a visible neck, but it's more of like two giant red glowing eyes that are kind of like near the shoulders, like its head is down low or like yeah. part of the torso, if that makes yeah. sense. But that's kind of hard to say for sure because... Very few people have gotten a good look at his face or head or neck because the glowing eyes kind of make it hard to see yeah. what's happening there. Although one witness who went on to have a nervous breakdown after her encounter said that she saw his face and described it as just being horrible and monstrous. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's very generic. You couldn't yeah. at least give us a vague shape Yeah, really. were their teeth. You could be Was describing, like, someone you see on the streets. There are some people. <laughs> I'm probably one of them. So there's also not a lot of detail on his feet, whether, I mean, if this is happening and someone sees this creature, I doubt anyone's looking that closely at his feet. Oh, he's got some big feet. Right. You know what that means. It's Bigfoot. (laughs) No, bitch, just Mothman. But so we don't know whether he has, like, human-like feet or if he has claws or talons, if he's got hooves, paws, rollerblades, moon shoes. (laughs) I don't know. He's got something down there. The moon shoes that you would jump in? Yeah, the bouncy ones. Oh, fuck. That'd be hilarious. So, like I said, he makes that high-pitched kind of squeaking, shrieky sound, Mm -hmm. and he's said to have the ability to fly directly up, almost like a helicopter, and glide along at over 100 miles per hour, although he never really flaps his wings unless he's taking off. Oh, damn. So, boy loves chasing cars, seems to do it all the time, and sometimes even, like, hits the top of the roof of the car. Like, slaps roof of car. This baby can hold so much fucking cryptid lore in it. (laughs) Chasing cars, body slams, body slamming the car. Let what do I gotta do to put you in this car today? (laughs) (laughs) Mothman should be a car salesman. I would buy a car from him. I 100%. I just, I literally just bought a car, but I would go buy one from (laughs) Mothman. Uh, so also, he seems to walk very awkwardly while on the ground and kind mm-hmm. of shuffles like a penguin, Aww. which I think is kind of odd if he has such, like, human-like developed legs. Yeah. But, like, maybe him wings too goddamn big for him body. I don't know. Yeah, or maybe his hips are fucked up or maybe, something. He, maybe he's got hip dysplasia. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know geez. what the medical care in the cryptid world is like. <laughs> what are his deductibles? Do they, do they get free health insurance <laughs> I'm gonna say no, <laughs> but I'm not sure. <laughs> Maybe we have to go find him and ask. We should. That's gonna be one of our questions if we ever see a cryptid. If, do you have health insurance? <laughs> Can I get on? Wait, are you telling me I could go on a date with Mothman who has an unlimited pasta pass at Olive Garden and health insurance? <laughs> Where's the ring on my finger, bitch? Okay, I'll stop. I'm not actually trying to... <laughs> So 
obviously, if we're talking about theories for Mothman, there are a million mm -hmm. about what he could be. But I want to start with kind of the more boring logical ones and end with the fun ones. Yeah, yeah. So originally, Sheriff Johnson assumed that the couples had seen a large heron. Because, like, mm -hmm. herons can be pretty tall, they've got a good wingspan, but, mm -hmm. like, their legs are so spindly, you know, and, like, they have such a long beak, like, you know yeah. you're not looking at a person. It doesn't really look like a person. Yeah, and I feel like even in the shadows, you'd still, like, be able to see parts right. of the beak, like... Yeah. Especially if, like, his eyes, like, I just feel like you'd be able to tell there's something there. Right. And also, herons out in at, like, midnight, I just... I don't know. Seven feet? No. Sorry. That's the thing. It's like, <laughs> a bird can be big, but it's never seven feet. With a 12-foot wingspan. Right, especially like, when it's, like, far away. Yeah. Like, if it's up close, it can look really big, you know? Because, yeah. like, especially a lot of birds and a lot of animals in general are kind of a lot bigger than you think you, they are when you see them in person. Like eagles. Eagles. American eagles. Owls. Yeah, owls. Wolves. This is not related, but wolves are so much fucking bigger than people think. Yeah, honestly. Everyone's like, oh, it's kind of a big dog. No, it's like the size of a car. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. So anyway, originally the sheriff thought it was a heron, but then they were going on and were like, sheriff, no, it wasn't a fucking heron, I swear to God. So then, Dr. Robert L. Smith, who is a wildlife biologist at West Virginia University, theorized that what they actually saw might have been a sandhill crane. So they're huge and stand mm -hmm. about as tall as a man. And have a, an enormous wingspan. Mm -hmm. And they have red flesh around their eyes. Okay. Like, there's no feathers right where their little, like, eyebrows are. Okay, and it's, yeah. like, it's, like, red flesh. So that could have been mistaken for, like, the bright red glowing eyes. But they're not native to the area. But they've been seen there occasionally. Like, whether they're drifting off of their migration route or they just are traveling further for food. They have been seen there on occasion. But I forget the exact number, but it was within a decade people had seen, like, 16 Mm-hmm. So, that's, like, one-ish a year. I mean, do they have, like, really spindly legs, too? Yes, because it's, it's a crane. So, yeah. it's still got the, the long, pointy legs. It's still got the big beak. But this guy was pretty sold on the fact that it was a sandhill crane because it's got the red eyes. It's really mm -hmm. big. It makes sense. They could possibly be there. It's mm -hmm. not out of the realm of possibility, but it's not mm -hmm. a super widely accepted theory. Okay. Okay? But later... There's a skeptic, of course, there's always, always many. This guy's named Joe Nickel offered the idea that it was possibly just an owl, which everything, every cryptid on Earth, they're like, what if you just took an owl, sprinkled some mass hysteria on it, <laughs> and then gave it a new name? Yeah, pretty much. Come on. Especially, this seems really common in West Virginia, because that's exactly what they said the fucking, uh... Flatwoods, Flatwoods monster. yeah. To be honest, the Flatwoods monster definitely was just an owl. Yeah, like a big barn owl or something. It was 1,000% an owl just flew out of a tree towards a mom and her kids and they all freaked out. And, like, a lot but, of animals, like, their eyes glare red when you, yeah. like, the light shines yeah. weird. In Mothman's case, I'm gonna fully disagree because so many people got such a good look at it on such different occasions that they saw it, like, before it was taking off and they saw it walking and they saw it shuffling and they saw it flying. Yeah. And so a, a lot of people have seen it. Mm-hmm. And all of their descriptions are the same, and that it's not a fucking owl. Yeah. But this guy says it was, which would explain the reflective eyes, the large size, the wide wingspan, and they're, like, a lot more likely to be in the area than the sandhill crane. Mm-hmm. But if you've ever seen an owl, even a really big one, they're not 
the size and shape of a seven foot human person, no. especially while on the ground. And they don't got them legs. Exactly. So a lot of people believe this theory, just like fucking Flatwoods Monster, but not everything's an owl, okay? You can't just say everything's an owl. <laughs> Owls uh, are not the answer to everything. Right. But it is possible, of course, that they mm-hmm. just saw something relatively mundane. They kind of scared themselves. And between, especially when you see things at night, the light illusions and the plays movement illusions can really play, yeah, plays tricks on your mind. And then other people see things and follow suit because it's kind of part of that mass hysteria yep. idea of they saw something scary, I saw something scary, what it I must saw be must have been yeah. the same thing. Mm-hmm. Or it's just people doing it for clout. Oh, yeah, 100%. Which, uh, it's human nature. There's always going to be that. There's so much of that. Y'all, y'all lame. Yeah. So far, pretty much the theories are, they saw a bird. Mm-hmm. The witnesses were really adamant that it was not a fucking bird. But fishermen in the TNT area in the late 70s, just a couple years later, mm-hmm. said that chemicals had been left to seep into the ground and water that were left over by, you know, all the ammunition and TNT and weapons production that was going on in the area because the U.S. government loves to destroy other people's land. It's just, like, kind of their hobby, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so with all the radiation and chemical leaks that were going on in the area, it actually became one of the most polluted areas in America by the early 80s. Oh, wow. So it would make sense that some kind of radiation or mutation or something was making animals look bigger or creepier or lumpier or whatever, some kind of mutations that made them look fucking scary, first of all. Yeah. But also made them harder to identify as what they were. Yeah. So if you see a crane, and then you see a fucking mutated radiation crane, yeah. and it's dark, and you're you're not gonna think that's a crane. Yeah, I mean, as soon as you mentioned that whole TNT situation and what was going on there, right. I just thought about Chernobyl, because exactly so many animals there, due to radiation, <clears throat> have mutated. Yeah. And so, it's, you know. Have you seen Chernobyl Diaries? I think so, but I don't remember. It's I didn't want to like it based, like, it didn't turn out to be what I thought it would be, and I think about it, I'm like, that wasn't really that good of a movie, but I liked it. Like, I can objectively say it wasn't a very good movie, but I really liked it, but that's because I love Chernobyl. Chernobyl. Yeah. That's a really fucked up thing for me to say. Chernobyl was a disaster, (laughs) it was tragic, it's horrible, but I love abandoned shit, and then you add spooky shit to that, and then you add russian conspiracy to that i want to go there (laughs) like what a creepy fucking place just an entirely abandoned city with creepy weird fucked up shit i i would love to go there it is really a dream to go there i i'm really sorry if this sounds offensive i'm saying i love chernobyl i don't love the event i love pripyat i love the place how's that yeah yeah i don't love the chernobyl meltdown yeah. I love Pripyat the city. <laughs> anyway, so yes, it would make sense. Definitely. To use radiation, or for radiation to be kind of a good explanation. Especially if it's in the water source and the animals are drinking the water. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, on to the more fun theories. Not a lot of them are super fleshed out, mm-hmm. but they still make enough sense. First one, Mothman is part of a blood curse that was set on the town by Chief Cornstalk, a Native American chief who was murdered alongside his children on that land and left a curse on the land. Damn. And now bad shit is happening there, like the Mothman and like something else we'll talk about in a minute. Makes, so makes sense. So that's 
And, and and that's like an ongoing piece of lore in that area. It sounds like that when bad or weird shit happens, they're like, "Oh my god, it's the curse." Yeah. Okay. You know. Yeah. So he's just kind of lumped into that. Yeah. Second theory, he's an angel or a demon. I'm less inclined to believe the angel part. But he he got wings. <laughs> So, a lot of people are kind of putting that to the theory that he's kind of a messenger, mm-hmm. or that he's here to inflict harm on people, he can't really say, but with the psychological and physical effects that people have reported after seeing him, that lends kind of more towards the bad intentions, even though he's never hurt anyone yeah. directly. I say it's trauma, I don't say it's Mothman, but... I don't know. I feel like Mothman wouldn't really be... I feel like he would be, like, Bigfoot. Like, he's just there. But not if he's some fucking, like... Like, Bigfoot is, like, a hairy dude who lives in the woods. Mothman, people are like, this is an angel. This is a demon. This is an interdimensional being who shows up at certain places or certain points at time to, like, warn of a horrible thing that's gonna happen. Like, people think he's much bigger than just Bigfoot living out in the woods. Like, it's, it's more involved than that but like what is their reasoning behind that just a feeling or like it's i i think a lot of it is the feeling people get people looking for reasons to explain why he's here what he's doing Mm -hmm. because well i'll i'll explain to you why people think he's an omen okay yeah we're we're getting there but more on like the angel and demon thing and people are just looking for an explanation which is Mm -hmm. fair and Mm -hmm. i'm sure each theory has a whole slew of theorists who've got a bunch of different ideas and reasons and explanations. Yeah. But angel or demon? That's a... That's an interesting That's one, an interesting definitely. one, yeah. People, like I said, have claimed he's an interdimensional being who can travel between dimensions. That's why sometimes he's there, sometimes he's not, sometimes he shows up other places at That'd weird That'd be times. fucking awesome. Yeah. Some people just think he's straight up an alien. Okay. That That's yeah, all on sure. that. Some people think that he was one of the people working on the ammunition and weapons production yeah. during World War II and was basically a rejected Avenger when he was subject to a fuck ton of radiation or, like, horrible chemical yeah. laboratory experiments and he turned into this fucking creature. That'd be amazing. That would be So, like, awesome. he technically was a man, but they were, like... Yeah, that he was once a man and then it, whether it was some kind of experimentation or it was just like a lab accident we we got a a rejected avenger out here because how many of them were lab accidents i was like one that you were watching who was it that he was a skinny guy and then captain america okay him yes he he wasn't an accident but it was the same it was government experimentation (laughs) during world war ii That's there the was a lot of weird experiments during World War II. Yeah. Um, we, we, will, talk as, yes. we will talk about the Eldridge in the Philadelphia experiment. Because well, I'm not even just thinking about that. I'm just thinking about, in general, no, all like, the things back then that they were like, like, we should try this. No, yeah, the World War II experiments, there were so fuck, And, I mean, all throughout history, but World War II especially, because everybody was on a race to do weird science yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. To kill other people. So, the Eldridge and the Philadelphia experiment is some of my favorite shit in the world that's going on during World War II. These bunkers are going on during World War II. Captain America was going on during (laughs) World War II. Okay. And if that's not factual evidence, I don't know what is. (laughs) So... That's a theory that I really like. Me too. I am a big fan of that one. And now he's still just hanging out out there because he's like, where the fuck else do I have to go? Yeah. Like, he, when they first saw him, he was outside one of the, like, crumbling buildings mm-hmm. that was a power plant. And I'm like, 
So y'all walked into his house, is what I'm hearing, yeah, and then you ran away screaming. <laughs> yeah, and maybe he's, like, immortal, because they were trying to test, like, immortality. Could be. Like, it could be really anything. But yeah, so I really liked that theory, and it was the first time that I had seen that, and I've, I've seen a lot of shit about Mothman, but mm-hmm. I've never seen that one offered before, that I do theory. Like, I do like that theory. I really like That's that cool. one a lot. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, and then, last but not least, others think he is a harbinger of death and doom and shows up to warn people before some catastrophic event. Like what? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> Let's move on. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> so, Point Pleasant sits right on the Ohio River and is connected to the town on the other side by the Silver Bridge along Route 35. After the night that those two couples saw Mothman, mm-hmm. like, it Mothman was in the news in the local West Virginia papers pretty much every day. Mm-hmm. Like, so-and-so had a sighting. So-and-so has a theory. He was out back eating my vegetables last night. Whatever. <laughs> Almost every day for 13 months straight. Until on December 15th, 1967, with traffic backed up from rush hour and the coming holidays, a bunch of cars are parked on the Silver Bridge, coming into and going out of Point Pleasant. When a cracked I-beam in the bridge led to a suspension chain snapping, which caused a chain reaction and all of the cars on the bridge plummeted into the freezing water while the bridge collapsed. That's my worst fear. Yes. And it's fucking December. It's freezing. Like, they, they had to act so quickly. They could not act quickly enough, obviously. 46 people died. Two bodies never found. That's my absolute worst fear. After that, the news on Mothman stopped almost immediately. Huh. So there were eyewitnesses who claimed to see Mothman on and near the bridge on the days leading up to the collapse. And with that, on top of the ongoing sightings of Mothman all within the same year, and this is just so much in such a small town within a year. Like, Mothman was a national sensation. Mm -hmm. And then, barely a year later this fucking bridge collapse which is a national tragedy yeah clearly people are gonna link the two yeah and then you put that with the people saying that they saw mothman on or near the bridge in the days leading up everyone's blaming mothman for the silver bridge collapse yeah that's like a a huge thing a lot of people genuinely attribute it to him whether he's like evil and he fucking evil villain who made the bridge collapse and kill people or if he was just an omen that, like, catastrophe is gonna go mm-hmm. on here. I'm here to warn you. Yeah, I mean, I did I did know that, like, he was to blame for the whole thing, but right. I didn't know the theory that maybe it was just him, he's an omen, and yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. After that, the sightings also almost immediately stopped, which they thought was weird. That because is weird. Because whether it was just people not wanting to talk about it anymore, mm-hmm. or whether it was just he left because... The tragedy had occurred. His time was up. He was leaving. So right after the bridge collapse, people just stopped talking about Mothman, Mm -hmm. mostly in the news. And there was a guy named Dennis Bellamy, who was actually, like, the director of, like, tourism for the county that they were in, and he did an interview, and one of his quotes was, the bridge fell, and it ended all of that Mothman talk because that was way too real. Everybody knew someone who fell on that bridge, and it was a national tragedy. So, I mean... You know, when you think about it, it's such a small town, and that's such a huge tragedy to happen in such a small place. Everybody knew at least somebody. Yeah. So they just straight up stopped talking about it, and they were, a lot of people were actually really upset that in the Mothman movie, they focused so much on the Silver Bridge collapse and Mothman doing it, because they're like, how could you 
make fun of this tragedy. I'm sure it would have been in very bad taste for people in the town after that to be like, that was totally Mothman. Dude. No, but but there were people who were. Like, they were like, no, we genuinely think that and we're not doing it to poke fun, but, like, it's completely possible and we genuinely believe it. Yeah. But then there were obviously people who didn't want to talk about it and yeah. just were like, that's stupid, stop making it into a joke or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they put it in the movie and people were pissed. Yeah, I mean, that's you know, fucked up. That they, like, made this fucking tragedy into, like, a... Horror, I, but not, like... Yeah. And it yeah. was it was too soon, you know? Mm-hmm. It was... Whatever. It was too soon. So, <laughs> after the bridge collapsed, they stopped talking about Mothman. He stopped being seen. That's the thing. That's crazy. But, he was seen hanging around other places before disasters, too. Like, outside of West Virginia? Outside of West Virginia. All around the world. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Chernobyl. Really? Chernobyl. I thought it was funny that you mentioned Chernobyl. And that was another one that was, like, kind of... I mean, the TNT area wasn't super about radiation. It wasn't, like, the point of the TNT area... Was to hold stuff? Yeah, it was just, like... Yeah, it was just a holding facility. But then a byproduct was the radiation. Mothman's there. Chernobyl meltdown. Mothman was there before. Damn. There were there were witnesses and pictures, supposedly, of Mothman being seen before the Chernobyl meltdown. And that was in the 70s, right? I think so. Yeah. Also, on that exact same vein, Fukushima. What? Yeah. So, I don't know if he's just fucking out there with his Geiger counter figuring out the radiation situation. <laughs> yeah, he's a fucking nuclear, like, bad omen guy. He, maybe he is an alien. He's doing some fucking recon on radiation. Who knows? But also, 9-11. Really? Which is, that one's kind of odd to me because I, first of all, I did see the picture that people claimed was Mothman. Definitely just looked like a pigeon in the distance, but whatever. <laughs> but 9-11 was, I mean, all of them were man-made disasters because they it wasn't just, like, weather. But, like, Chernobyl was an accident. They were accidents, but yeah. then 9-11 was a terror attack that's well, so different. And then, this one was interesting. About 50 people over the course of three years reported seeing Mothman in Chicago. Which like, recently? It was, I think, 2007 to 2013. So it was six years. 55 okay. people saw Mothman in Chicago. But then there was nothing that yeah. happened in Chicago. So, yeah, who knows? But there were... I mean, there's a lot of death. (laughs) So, that's why a lot of people lend to the idea that he's just kind of like a harbinger of death and doom. He's just kind of an omen that something catastrophic is about to happen because he's there before it happens. He's not really doing his job, though. Well, maybe we just can't speak his language. We don't know that he's saying, get the fuck out. We don't understand his squeakies. (laughs) Um, And last but not least, I just want to wrap up with fucking Mothman in pop culture Mm -hmm. because the town of Point Pleasant, West Virginia is so fucking iconic for this now that I was actually reading an account of a guy who is from there and Mm -hmm. he travels for work and he has for years and every time someone looks at his license and sees that it's Point Pleasant they're like oh like the Mothman and he's like shut the fuck up (laughs) (laughs) but so Point Pleasant completely embraced the Mothman thing their tourism skyrocketed because especially after the movie in 2002 they started a festival that's so awesome. for almost 20 years, they've been having a Mothman festival every September, where it started out really small, with just, mm-hmm. like, a couple people, like, selling, you know, the book they wrote about Mothman, some yeah. fucking posters, and now it's, like, they get ten to 20,000 people a year. That's amazing. To Especially go to for this a, small, festival. a small town. Exactly. They have 
the Mothman Cafe, where they have, like, Mothman-shaped pizza and oh cookies and stuff. <laughs> and in 2013, the town of Point Pleasant commissioned an artist named Bob Roach to make a Mothman statue. And that's the big, shiny metal statue mm-hmm. that's in downtown Point Pleasant. Everyone's seen the pictures. Oh, that yeah. Mothman has got such a nice ass. Who? The artist? Bob Roach. Thank Chef's you. Kiss. Bob Roach. Chef's kiss. Me, Nick, and our friend Kristen who are obsessed with Mothman, and for years we've been saying we want to go down to Point Pleasant to just just caress Mothman's ass. I was going to say, I just want a picture, like, caressing just, his butt. Everyone loves the ass. Everyone just takes pictures it's so of Mothman's butt. Round. It's hilarious. People keep, like, leaving offerings to Mothman's. People keep leaving, like, cans of baked beans. It's... What? Dude, Mothman is such a shitpost. We love Mothman. <laughs> but, so, it's just... Point Pleasant is obsessed with Mothman. Everyone who is obsessed with Mothman loves Point Pleasant. They just, they have this whole festival and this whole culture, like, dedicated to this cryptid, and it's hilarious. And there are still people who go out every year and look for him, Mm -hmm. and there are still sightings. They're very rare, but, like, there are so many people going out into the TNT area to try to find Mothman. Of course, you're going to have some people who say they saw him. Whether they did or not. And most interestingly... In 2020, last year, Mm -hmm. there was a huge online petition to replace Confederate statues with Mothman. Fuck yeah. I, I, obviously it would never happen, but can you fucking imagine? We should just replace every Confederate statue with some type of cryptid doing something. Yes. Oh man, you haven't been in Rochester long enough to know who Butterboy is, I feel. No. But I would like for it to be Butterboy. (laughs) I want to see one of Frezzy. Enchanted Pants! Yes. I love Enchanted Pants, Frezzy, my hand. Frezzy is my other cryptid boyfriend. I love Frezzy. So, yeah, that's Mothman. I love him. That's very interesting, because I didn't know a lot of that, especially that he was seen, like, outside of West Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. And I feel like that does lend to the to the omen thing because yeah. I, I when you were talking about him being an omen I was like it sounds silly until you hear the rest yeah and I was like okay if he's an omen why is he only chilling in West Virginia like you yeah. know what I mean right like shouldn't he be you know where 9-11 happened like you know like and stuff he was. like that yeah there were a few others too but they were events I hadn't heard of before so mm-hmm. they were probably smaller like yeah I probably wouldn't know about the Silver Bridge collapse if I didn't know about Mothman no absolutely so, not yeah, whatever. That's that's but, some good shit. So that's Mothman. That's my cryptid boy. I love him. I've been so excited to talk about him. I honestly, I believe it. I mean, I'm like we were talking about before. I'm very gullible. I'm very open minded. So I just yeah. feel like, why not? You know? Yeah. Why the fuck not? Why the fuck not, be? <laughs> All right. Shall we uh, move on to a dad joke intermission? <gasps> dad joke intermission. All right, I got one ready. Yes, I am so ready. What did the janitor say when he jumped out of the closet? Um, supplies. Oh no! <laughs> oh my god, this one's really stupid, but I don't know. It sounded funny. What's brown and sticky? A stick. I hate you. <laughs> I literally hate you. I'm sorry. <laughs> what the fuck? Why do seagulls fly over the ocean? Because if they flew over the bay, we'd call them bagels. Oh, no. That's <laughs> so cute. Oh, this is hilarious. What's Forrest Gump's password? 
I know it, but I don't want to say it because you're going to be mad that I know don't it. Don't say it. One Forest One. I hate you. <laughs> you think I don't know them all, but do I do. Do you just surf the internet and read dad jokes? They just come to me naturally. They flock to me. Oh my god. I love dad joke intermission. It's my favorite thing. All right, I'm very excited for yours. All right, for mine, we are going to be taking it back to my home state of New Jersey. Woohoo! And we're going to be focusing on a cryptid, and I'm sure everyone's heard of this cryptid because it's literally the name of a hockey team. Really? Yes, the Jersey Devils. Oh, hell yeah! I think that's like the only Jersey team that there is because everything, like, usually New Jersey is all about New York. Well, yeah, because we're better. Teams, yeah, I don't think we have any other Jersey teams. But I don't like sports, so I don't know. I couldn't even name one Jersey team because... The Jersey Devils. But why would I? (laughs) When New York is right there. (laughs) So, I'm going to set the scene for our lovely Jersey Devil. Picture this. It's a dark, stormy night in 1737. Thunder is booming. Lightning is striking the earth in the Pine Barrens of New Jersey. In a small house in the Pine Barrens is Mother Leeds, a woman who is very heavily pregnant and has just gone into labor (gasps) with her 13th child, no less. Uh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) That, that's illegal. I mean, you know, it was the 1700s, but... No, unacceptable. (laughs) No one knows for sure what happened, but the legend goes that Mother Leeds had wished that this baby would be the devil. People have said once she had that baby, it came out normal, and then seconds later, it sprouted horns, it sprouted wings, it sprouted a devil tail. (gasps) The fuck? (laughs) That's why I'll never have kids. (laughs) It might turn into the devil. So, apparently, when this child demon turned into this little devil, it beat the shit out of the whole family with its tail before flying up the chimney and flying away into the Pine Barrens. And there's rumors that, like, local clergymen attempted to exercise this little devil man and, like, the forest that it was living in, but no Can you exercise a forest? Yeah, it's like, you know, when they exercise houses, maybe. Okay. I don't know if anyone's ever done it. I I guess I've just never heard the term exercise (laughs) used on a place, but it's the same thing, though, isn't it? Yeah, because, like, you can, priests can, like, exercise a house. Right. And I'm... Do you make it go, like, for a jog? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and I think a lot of, like, native cultures, I'm sure they do, like, like cleansing like of like the cleansing land. Like cleansing and spooking away the spirits. Like, yeah, okay. something like that. Also, the I'm not super familiar with the Jersey Devil story, but the part of the demon horse flying up the chimney, I remember that. So, I, I that's literally all I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, my only concept is him flying up the chimney. Yeah. He... I don't know why he took the chimney, but, you know... Anti-Santa. <laughs> Krampus. Krampus? So, Mother Leeds, that's not her real name. They think they know who the real woman is, but they, you know, they're not sure. This was a long time ago. Right. There, there weren't exactly records. <laughs> yeah. And that's the, that's the main origin story of the Jersey Devil, mm-hmm. but there's a few others. Like, there's a, one story about this girl that fell in love with a British soldier during the Revolutionary War, and the town was like, fuck no, you cannot, and they cursed her, and she ended up giving birth to the Jersey Devil. Oh shit, okay. So, I feel like a lot of these stories involve 
a woman birthing the devil. Because they always want to blame women for shit. <laughs> exactly. Like, women also gave fault. birth to Jesus. Okay, let's remember <laughs> that, please. <laughs> so, a little description of the Jersey Devil. It's said to have, like, either a horse or goat sort of head. So, it kind of has, like, that muzzle to it. Yep. And A long old snoop. Yeah. And it's a flying biped, so it, it's usually will walk on its back feet mm-hmm. or hooves. And it has wings that sort of resemble a bat, so they're kind of like... So he doesn't have feathers? No. And he walks on two legs? Yes. And That's a featherless like... biped? That is, by definition, man. <laughs> <laughs> and his arms are like a bit smaller than his le- le- back legs. So... T-Rex arms? Yeah, basically. A little bit shorter. Cute. <laughs> and he is said to be like anywhere from three to six feet tall. Which That's is, a huge margin. Yeah, so it's like, is he a little person? Is he a giant? Like, bye, what? Bye, bye, little Sebastian. <laughs> That's a, it's a mini horse. Literally. And he does it better than anyone. Yeah, and this guy's got a forked tail, he's got horns, he's got it all. And he's got glowing red eyes, so he's spooky-ooky. Okay, so he's, like, friends with my man, Mothy. <laughs> he would be, yeah, Red definitely. Eye flying into the night with their bat wings. Definitely, and he also makes really horrible shrieking sounds, so... Oh, my God. There we go. Uh-oh. Do you think Mothman just, like, lost his dog? And that's the Jersey <gasps> Devil. <laughs> the Jersey Devil's Mothman's dog. Yeah. You know what? I could see Head it. Headcanon accepted. They could both fly, so it's like, yeah. you know, they just go for flies together. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> so, a little bit about the Pine Barrens. They're located in uh, very southern Jersey, and it stretches through more than seven counties. Oh, damn. And the New Jersey Pinelands National Reserve is about 1.1 million acres of land, so oh, it's a lot. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, people think New Jersey's is small, but yeah. honestly, that's a lot. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but also driving through Jersey versus very driving fast. through any other state, you know? Yeah. You know what takes a surprisingly long time to drive through is fucking Pennsylvania. Oh, hell I yeah. I never expect Pennsylvania to be that big, and then it is. We went through it to go to um, Wisconsin. Like so horizontally? We, yeah. No. Yeah. Gross. It was terrible. You bypassed my Mothman. And this was before I knew about Mothman, so. Ugh. How, probably... What a sad time. <laughs> You're much happier now. <laughs> yeah. That you, definitely. My depression, la- gone. <laughs> within the last ten minutes that I've told you about Mothman, you're just literally so much happier. I can, you're glowing. <laughs> Antidepressants, don't need them. Your skin has cleared. Your crops have unwithered. <laughs> your husband has returned from war. <laughs> oh, yeah, Harry Styles. He's back from you're war. right. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry to derail you <laughs> with this. So, the land where the Pine Barrens is located, when the Lenape were there before they were pushed out of it. They called the area Popessing. I'm so sorry. And that means place of the dragon. And the Swedish explorers called it Drake Kill. And Drake is a word for dragon. And kill means like a channel or a river. Mm -hmm. And of course, you're always going to have skeptics when it comes to this kind of stuff. And they just kind of chalk it up to be an urban legend created, you know, as a form of entertainment for children or... You know, Are to, we the entertained yeah, children yes. right now? Or, like, you know, to just to scare locals that are residents or people passing by, you know? Yeah. In 1820, this is... I'm sure there were... I mean, there were sightings way before this, but a really relevant sighting was in 1820 by Joseph Bonaparte, who is actually Napoleon's older brother. <gasps> which is actually really crazy to yeah, think about. Yeah, what? That's cool. 
and he's from Jersey. He's a Jersey boy. <laughs> he's a Guido. I guess he was living here for a while. What? And yeah, That's down wild. south, he could have been a Jersey boy. He's you know. A, oh God, he's a Guido. <laughs> <laughs> and he claimed that he saw the Jersey Devil when he was out hunting on his border town estate. And this is how the story goes: Quote, One sunny afternoon, Joseph Bonaparte was hunting alone in the woods near his house when he spotted some strange tracks on the ground. They looked like the tracks of a two-footed donkey. Bonaparte noticed that one foot was slightly larger than the other, and the tracks ended abruptly as if the creature had blown away. He stared at the tracks for a long moment, trying to figure out what the strange animal might be. At that moment, Bonaparte heard a strange hissing noise. Turning, he found himself face to face with a large winged creature with horse-like head and bird-like legs. Astonished and frightened, he froze and stared at the beast, forgetting that he was carrying a rifle. For a moment, neither of them moved. Then the creature hissed at him, beat its wings, and flew away. Ooh. So, like, I don't get, like, a kill vibe from the Jersey Devil. I feel yeah. like, like, does he, is he actively wanting to kill people? He seems like he's just kind of vibing. Yeah, and, you know? like, he saw Bonaparte and was like, get the fuck out of here, bro. Probably just scared him. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you know? ah, Like, when, when, you, when you scare a fucking bear, they <laughs> roar at you. You scare the Jersey Devil, and he goes, Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, a long time ago, Captain Kidd buried his treasure in Barnegat Bay, which is crazy because my beach house is, like, right there. Oh, shit. Um, but I've never seen this Captain Kidd, so I don't know. Well, he was, like, a famous pirate. <laughs> I know, but, like, his ghost or something. Is, is he hanging out at your beach house? You don't know. He could be chilling there in the off-season. You know what? Me and my family did come up with this, like, local Manahawken. That's, that's where our beach house is. We came up with, like, a local urban legend dude, and we named him Gerard Manahawken. I love it. And this, we made this up, like, ten years ago, and we still talk about him. Amazing. And he's, like, Manahawken cryptid. So. I love it, man. <laughs> I want to be, I want to, like, become a cryptid. You know? You can... I want to do something weird just once or twice, and people are like, the cryptid. Yeah, right? So, Captain Kidd had buried his treasure in Barnegat Bay, and he ended up beheading one of his crew members so that this crew member's ghost would guard his treasure. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> what? I don't know. I guess this guy was super into the paranormal and believed that ghosts could do shit like that. I mean, yeah, but if you behead me and then command my ghost to do something, I'm gonna be like, fuck you, dude, yeah. you just killed me. Yeah, no. what, made him, what made him think, like, he'd still be loyal to him I will leave people that. to your treasure and tell them to fucking take it, bitch. <laughs> and people have reportedly seen this headless pirate and the Jersey Devil walking along the beach, so I guess they're pals. <gasps> like, together? Yeah, uh -huh. I guess they're pals. I can't even oh, imagine someone seeing adopted like Mothman's dog. Oh no. no. Mothman better come get his dog. Give him his dog. <laughs> the ghost pirate stole him. <laughs> and people have also claimed to see the Jersey Devil swimming with a mermaid down there. So <gasps> that's magical. I mean, this man's can fly, this man's can swim, this man's can walk on land. Wait, wait a sec. He's a duck. <laughs> He's mastered land, air, and sea. He's like king of the ducks. He literally is. He's gonna learn to weaponize them. He is. He's like a duck. They've got land, air, and sea. And we've got a lot of ducks down there, so I you know what? I wouldn't ducks. be surprised. And within the 18th and 19th centuries, the Jersey Devil was spotted very fre frequently in the Pine Barrens, and it was beginning to scare hell out of residents and people that were just going through. Mm -hmm. 
and there were reported slaughterings of domestic animals that just couldn't be easily explained as like being a bear because we have bears or like animals like even foxes um and the most famous occurrences happened during the week of january 16th in 1909 and all around the delaware hey, that's valley my birthday. well january 16th isn't but my birthday's <laughs> in that week oh. <laughs> yeah it's during that week it's like january 16th to the 23rd Woohoo! that's my exact birthday <laughs> that's when it all ended <laughs> i did some quick math and said 16 seven days after that the best day of all time <laughs> And all around the Delaware Valley, people were reporting really strange footprints in the snow, and they were finding these footprints in backyards and fields and, like, even on people's roofs. <gasps> Santa! Yeah, right? Maybe he just wanted to be one of Santa's reindeer. Aww. Or he was the... They, it was just reindeer. He had a you know? dream. <laughs> <laughs> and they were reported in places like Camden and Ew, Philly. Fuck Camden. I know. Wait, Philly's not Jersey? It's, like, right outside Chicago, yeah, though. Yeah, it's where the Pine Barrens are. It's very close to where the Delaware Valley and Philly and... So, apparently, Chill's not just in New Jersey, so... Okay. Obviously, panic grew, and it was reported that, like, even police dogs refused to follow the trail of footprints. Like, they just smelled Ooh. something and were like, nope, no thank you. Okay. I don't get paid enough for this. And school started to close because parents weren't letting their kids go to school, and people refused to go to their jobs at the mills that were in the woods, so right. the mills had to shut down. Wow. Yeah, because people actually, just didn't want to yeah, go through the Yeah, that's actually woods. really big. Yeah, I mean, it shut down a lot of things for that week when they were seeing the Jersey Devil. Yeah, holy shit. Yeah. That's I mean, actually, the Jersey that's Devil. awesome. <laughs> the Jersey Devil be ruining the economy. That's actually wild. <laughs> Police were reported to have fired shots at the creature, but it just kept reappearing. I don't think it affected him at all. Mm-hmm. And it would just terrorize people. It, it would just fly and fucking hiss at people and then just fly away. Like, he was just, like, a prankster or something. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, it sounds like people are, like, maybe bothering him and he's like, ah, and then runs away. Yeah, because if you think about it... He's shy. Because <laughs> if you think about it, like, we just keep taking down more woods and constructing more... Oh, my God. ...properties He's and... a victim of habitat destruction. Yeah, deforestation. He's no. like, no, not my pine barrens, bitch. You guys are taking away the Jersey Devil's natural habitat. Yeah. And then you're surprised when he's like... Ah, uh, yeah. He's like, bitch. I'm about to go extinct because yeah. <laughs> of your ass. My population is one, sir. Please be nice to me. I'm very lonely. <laughs> and people were saying that this thing just looked like a giant flying kangaroo, um, which would be amazing to see. Yeah. And it was just seen like chilling on rooftops and. Even firemen were trying to get rid of it. They were reportedly aiming their fire hose at it, and it would just get really mad and scream and then fly away, obviously. Well, if you shot me with a hose, I'd get mad and scream and fly away. Especially a fire hose. Oh, yeah. That shit hurts. Yeah. Okay. That's powerful. Poor guy. He's like, I don't I feel I don't bad for right him. I Everyone's know, so right? mean to him. He's not doing anything. I know. He's just trying to live his life in the woods. Like I said, the Jersey Devil was seen in places like Camden, New Jersey, and apparently a woman that was living there claimed that the Jersey Devil was attacking her dog, trying to eat it. So <gasps> no. she, Yeah, so she took a broomstick and just whacked him with it, and he got mad, hissed at her, and flew away. At a girl. She's a hero. I take back what I said. Fuck the Jersey Devil. <laughs> so I wanted to 
get into some stories reported like alleged sightings of the Jersey Devil by people that submitted their stories to Weird NJ. Mm-hmm. I couldn't really find many like firsthand account like I've seen the Jersey Devil stories and I was like looking through Reddit. I think I got all my stories from Weird NJ because they do do like special magazine issues specifically for like Jersey Devil stuff. Right. But like I don't have that. And this first one is by someone named Mary Richard Christensen and it's titled Driving by the Devil in the Pale Moonlight. Ooh. Mm Mm-hmm. Poetic. So she says, this has haunted me since it happened in 1972. I was a senior at what was then Glassboro State College. I had heard about the Jersey Devil when I came to South Jersey, but being from North Jersey, a different world, and I will say that, yes, (laughs) I thought it was far too sophisticated to believe in such humbuggery. (laughs) One winter night, I was driving to Glassboro from Blackwood on Green Tree Road. At the time, the road was flanked by orchards and farms. There were few houses and there were hardly any development. I was completely sober and awake when I caught a glimpse of something in my rear view mirror. Curious as to what it could have been, I slowed down to take a gander. (laughs) (laughs) This has got to be like a grandma. Oh yeah, she definitely grew up in like the 70s or something. It was dark out, but moonlit enough that I had no trouble at all discerning the upright figure of a creature crossing the road from one side to the other, roughly 25 feet behind my car. The figure stood taller than a man by far and had thick haunches, similar to a goat's, supporting its nearly human-looking torso and huge woolly head. It moved heavily and didn't seem at all disturbed by me being there. I didn't linger long enough to see much more. I hit the gas, flew to Mansion Park Apartments in the borough, and so petrified was I that I slept the rest of the night in the car, un- unwilling to get out in the same darkness that had introduced no. me to the Jersey Devil. No, that's the stu- <laughs> Why would you just stay in the car? You're so unsafe in there. I would just fucking try to make a run for it. Like, okay, if he caught me, he caught me. I don't run very fast, but I'm not sleeping in my fucking car. Yeah, no. A lot of times I would come home from somewhere late at night when I was a kid, well, a teenager. Mm-hmm. And my house was in the middle of nowhere, and there were fucking coyotes and mountain lions and foxes and fisher cats and all this sh- My neighbor's bitch-ass dogs. <laughs> and, like, I would be scared as fuck to run from my car to yeah. the house. Mm-hmm. Especially if, like, my family didn't leave the outside light on and it was dark as fuck. I would, like, have to sit there and, like, really hype myself up. And yeah. I was like, okay, all right, I'm just gonna run. There's nothing behind me. The muddy children from The Woman in Black are not behind me. I'm just, I'm just gonna run. <laughs> I did the same thing, except... But I would not stay in the fucking car. I would do the same thing when I was a teen and I got back, like, when it was dark out, even though, um, I lived in a neighborhood and the door was only, like, 20 feet away from my car. Right. I like, it's not like, like book it. It's not like I had a very big yard to run, yeah. but it was enough. Yeah. Mary finishes off by saying, never again from that day on have I ridden on Green Tree Road, day or night, that I haven't gotten the heebie-jeebies just thinking about that winter night so long ago. I just want to say, Mary, you sound like a cool gal. She's a poet, (laughs) if I ever saw one. Heebie-jeebies. I love that. Take a gander. (laughs) And the next story is by someone named Sunny Z called The Devil on Route 9. He says, Let me tell you of a sighting of the Jersey Devil. I was driving up Route 9 in Bayville at around 10 p.m. There were two cars in front of me, and we were traveling about 35 miles per hour. 
To the right of Route 9 is a mini mall type building with woods behind it, and to the left is all woods. All of a sudden, I saw this big thing running across Route 9. It looked like one of the classic pictures of the Jersey Devil. It had no tail, though, no fur, its ribs showed, and it had a long, odd head with short ears that laid flat. It looked almost 10 feet tall. So this, this man, like, got went it, out got of the three look. to six foot range. Yeah. So, technically, the Jersey Devil could be three to ten feet. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I noticed it because the first car stepped on its brakes, as did the second car. When I looked ahead, I saw this thing galloping across Route 9 and straight into the woods. I was not really scared because it didn't really register yet. I stopped to mail something in the mailbox about 300 feet from the main road, and I saw a child's shirt, shorts, and one sneaker laying on the ground. I mailed oh. my letter. Yeah. I mailed my letter, ran into my car, and laid rubber all the way home. Sounds like that's going to be a witness in a future court case, but I know, right? I was certain that I had seen the Jersey Devil. No one believes me. They say it was a deer. I have never seen a deer that big, that fast, or that weird looking in my life. What is really creepy is that other two people driving in front of me had stepped on their brakes, so they must have seen it too. I will say, I've been on Route 9 many times, sometimes... Instead of taking the freeway home from our beach house, we take Route 9. But it's so developed now. There's just, it's just a lot of stores and stuff. There's not really much woods along Route 9 where I drive. I'm not sure for the whole thing. And that's why he's there. He's like, y'all took my house. This is literally where I live. Where else am I supposed to go, fam? Yeah. Now I have to stomp on your roof in the middle of the night. (laughs) He just fucking tap dances on your roof. And the last story I have is by this guy named Frank T. And it's called Camping with the Jersey Devil. In the late 1980s, a couple of my friends and I took a camping trip to the Pine Barrens. I was unaware that we were headed to the home of the Jersey Devil. We headed out on our bikes and did our share of partying that night. The next day, while everyone was asleep, three of us decided to hit the trails a bit earlier than usual. We were about 100 yards away in the woods when my bike stalled out. I looked and found that my friends had also stalled out. At first, I thought it was something to do with the terrain or maybe something to do with nearby power plants. Mm -hmm. Um, 50 feet away from each other, we tried to start up on our our bikes again when suddenly from the woods, we heard the most horrible piercing scream. It sounded inhuman, like something being tortured. Once back at camp, they asked us if we had heard screams earlier, and they had heard them too four miles away oh jesus that night we headed into the local town because we ran out of booze we went into a bar and i ordered a drink still in shock from what i had heard that morning the bartender asked hey kid what'd you see a ghost or something after i told him the story he smiled and said it looks like you met our little friend and then he asked us to come out back he showed us a tin garbage can that was shredded to bits it looked like the shreds were made from something with three claws I have never returned to the Pine Barren since, and I do not plan to go back. Fair enough. Self-preservation. Yeah, man. That scream was heard by them and their friends that were four miles away. Here's the thing, though. Mountain lions. Do we have mountain lions in New Jersey? Don't say we. Bitch, I'm not from there. You tell me. (laughs) I don't know. I don't, like, it's not very mountainous. I was gonna say maybe, like, a fox, but I don't think that far away you would hear fox no i mean they're loud and scary sounding yeah not a fox or or maybe a mountain lion they're insanely loud and and terrifying 
I don't know if we have those. It's very blood curdling. I don't know. I can't explain that. All I can say is I've never seen anything that slightly resembles the Jersey Devil, but... (laughs) He sounds like a nice guy who's just, like, vibing. I know. Why are you calling him a devil? He's just chilling. Maybe because he's so ugly, and that's just really Listen, sad. That's just mean. I know. I it's bet sad. He can. I know. I feel like if I were to see him, I would still think he was cute. Like you know those like really ugly dogs that are just kind of cute in no, an ugly way. They're just ugly. That's. You're not gonna like hearing this. This is what my mom thinks about Harry Styles. You know what? This is what my mom thinks about Ed Sheeran. He looks like Belly Button Lint. And um, Louis Capaldi. Yeah. Like, I love Ed Sheeran from the absolute bottom of my soul. Always have. Always will. Uh, but I'm not trying to, like, hit that. I don't think anyone's <laughs> trying to hit that. Didn't he just have a baby? He did just have a baby. <laughs> so but, someone like, wants someone's to Someone's hitting that. His wife is hitting that. But, like, no one's here for that, you know? Like, we want you to sing and we clap and maybe, like, give you a hug. But, like... So what do you think? Do you... Oh. Do you believe in the Jersey Devil? One million percent. Me too. Absolutely. Even though I lived in Jersey for 23 years now and I haven't seen him, but like I said, I don't go outside much. That and is kind of where camp. you have to start. And I don't camp, so That's going to change this August, bitch. Yeah, which I'm kind of excited for, going camping, but also I watch a lot of 411 documentaries about people that go missing in uh, national forests and such, especially experienced hikers, and I'm not experienced, and so I'm sure... That I would go missing. Well, there's going to be a bunch of us. We'll tie a little rope to you so you can't go too far when you go pee in the woods. I'll wear that, like, little monkey backpack leash that the yeah. kids wear. And, like, neon orange. Have a little, like, emergency whistle. A flare. Yeah. An entire GPS. <laughs> a satellite phone. You're just going to have, like, Batman's utility yeah. belt of all these things every time you walk three feet away from us I'm to gonna go pee in the bushes. I'm going to have to get a fanny pack. We'll, we'll let you guys know how my first camping experience goes. She'll probably die. Probably. So, you know, if season two ends abruptly, you know why. Um. Well, honestly, by that time, season two wouldn't have started. So, if there is no season two, <laughs> you know why. it's because Emily got eaten by a bear or killed by a random serial killer in the woods. Or is just missing in the woods. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how our summer's gonna play out. Emily's going back to Jersey for a while. Gonna go see the Jersey Devil, maybe. Hell yeah, we're gonna go do some camping. I'm gonna go hit the beach. Ooh, me too, girl. I'm going to Boston this weekend. But yeah, so our summer's gonna be pretty busy. We hope your summer's busy. We hope it's fun. We hope you have a hot girl summer, a hot guy summer, a hot non-binary friend summer. But whatever it is, have fun. Remember, if you miss us like crazy, you can listen to our first 15 episodes from season one. We had some really good shit there. We did. Like, what did we do? We have um, cults. Skinwalkers. Conjuring series. UFOs. We've got a bunch of cryptid stuff, a bunch of haunted stuff, all kinds of good shit that you can check out. Serial killer. We did Cecil Hotel. Oh, yeah. We did Elisa Lamb and Richard Ramirez. Yeah. We did a lot of good episodes this season, guys. We had a lot of fun. We hope you come back for season two. In the meantime... Stay spooky, my friends.